Hey everybody, it's Eduardo Jackson, creator, founder, CEO of Cinema Draft, the game, your weekly obsession. Man, I could use a good movie to see this weekend. Unfortunately, especially when you're in my business, I've seen everything. <laughs> so uh, I'm looking forward to digging these call sheets, uh, going over a little bit of game theory and strategy, maybe even a few best practices. I think we have some new players this week. Very exciting, great turnout. I appreciate it. You know, one of the better turnouts we've seen recently. Uh, and we'll start with the feature presentation. You know, we'll, we'll go to the top and check out some of these call sheets, some of these new players in the mix. And first, let's start with, you know what, let's start with our returning champion, Jay Devlin, gunning for a, an unprecedented four-peat. Everyone's out to stop him. Maybe that's what drew everyone out this week, was everyone's out to stop Jay Devlin from getting four straight feature presentation wins in a row. If you haven't seen our Instagram or our social media, especially on Instagram, he's a little chesty. He's, he's, he's feeling himself, feel, you know, he's, he's the cock of the walk these days. Can't blame him, you know, if, if you win, you know, you know, win. And uh, if you go to at play cinema draft on Instagram, you can see uh, a, a, some cute little comments from Jay Devlin in some of our posts. <laughs> he's up for the challenge, let me tell you, he's up for the challenge. So we're looking at this call sheet and he is all in on rings. He's got one, two, three, four, five, six. He's got a seven stack of rings, almost a max stack. A max stack, for those of you new to the game, is when you have the most allowed of one uh, actors in one film that you can have on a call sheet, which would be eight, because you must, of course, have at least one actor from each of the three release types. So the most you can stack, a max stack would be eight actors from a film. He has a seven pack, um, including the two headliners, of course. Uh, and I believe the rationale is thus. So this has been kind of a hard weekend to figure out on some in some cases, only because it feels like a flat weekend. What I mean by flat, it means that that the the box office is going to be fairly spread out and evened out. There's not going to be one runaway hit like we like we've been used to seeing in in past weeks. So, for example, so this is so for those of you watching YouTube, this is the pro.boxoffice.com uh, the their uh, weekly projections and. And they're their weekend projections, and basically, and they've been known to be wrong. Trust me, these are by no means, you know, the Ten Commandments or anything. But you know, it's not written in stone. But uh, it does give you a good idea of what people are thinking, what the general sentiment is, what possibly even the studios are thinking. Until we get to a to a place where we'll have access to, you know, like the really expensive studio uh, system marketing and track, marketing tracking and everything like that, you know, we'll, you know, our best bet is just to look at uh, pro.boxoffice.com each week to see what, you know, the, what some of the pros are thinking. And so what they're thinking is that Split is going to lead the weekend at 13.5 million, Rings at 10.5, A Dog's Purpose 9.7, Hidden Figures at 9.1, and La La Land rounding out the top five at 8.8 .8 million. So in a landscape like this, where where the only t big performer of the new release is going to be Rings, it's going up against you know a third weekend of Split, which quite honestly, once again, I've seen this movie. It's a fun movie. People are enjoying it. The word of mouth is strong. I think we, re we really won't get an idea of how Rings is performing until we see the cinema score from 
from uh, Friday night. So for those of you who really do want to sweat the box office, you know, uh, Google Google up the, the cinema score, see what the sentiment is, see what the word of mouth is. Because in cases like these, where where the movies you know are fairly genre based, I mean they'll have like a built-in following regardless. But you know, genre you know film people turn out for their films, but whether it expands past that that niche, that that genre base is what I'm interested to see. And usually, you know, expanding past, you know, a genre's conventions and its and its uh, target market usually depends on word of mouth, which is what we're seeing here with Split. So this is a very solid call sheet. I like. I like most would except at the platform release here with Father Never Bothered, although Father Never Bothered did do, you know, monster box office for its, for its uh, platform release status. I do believe that it's on 312 screens, so it's at the topper end. It's topper end. <laughs> it's at the top end of the platform release category. Still, this is the one I think we need to pay attention to, Race, because Race was on on about 70 less screens and it made about a million more dollars and by and one thing for players who are new to the game who really want to get up on the strategy one thing i study a lot when i'm constructing my call sheets is is a per screen average because uh, and, and a lot of times you'll see really really high per screen averages on films that are on just a handful of screens like this, like as you're watching here on the youtube the salesman or confidential assignment, those all have five-figure uh, per-screen averages because they're only on three and two screens, respectively. But when you get into wide releases like Split that are leading other wide releases in per-screen average, that's what you want to pay attention to. Split with 8,000 per screen on you know almost 3,200 screens, you know that's a that's a pretty telling indicator. So and so you have to assume that if you're, if we're doing the basic math, we have to assume that if a movie is going to decline, generally you know studios brace themselves for declines of of, of anywhere from you know forty to fifty percent each weekend, and split actually only dipped thirty five percent, so it held sixty five percent. That's a really strong hold uh, in its third week, I think, uh, third weekend. So going into its or no, it is second second weekend. Anyways, going into this third weekend split, if you assume like a forty percent drop from the twenty five million it earned last weekend, twenty five point six million it earned last weekend, minus a forty percent drop, then you're still looking at fifteen million, which I might add outpaces any of the projections on this sheet with from Pro Box Office, you know, from Box Office Pro. So so I'm I'm big on split this weekend. Well, you know, let's get let's get to my call sheet. But this, but uh, but going back to the original point, why I brought up the per screen average, you know, uh, Jay Devlin choosing Jacqueline Bra Bracamontes uh, from Father Never Bothered. Uh, the these mo these movies do tend to be front loaded in the first you know one or two weeks um, for uh, foreign films uh, in platform release. So it's so it wasn't a bad play in taking. A headliner from to fulfill his platform release actor you know requirement, but seeing how it was outperformed by Reis, which also is cheaper in I believe in five thousand going up to fifty four hundred for your headliner, he probably could have even saved a little money, uh, maybe gotten a little better of a film. Well, no, well, no. It seems like he's all in on Rings. Rings is his big bet, and in in his strategy, I believe he's going for quantity over quality. If Rings does, you know, uh, does 
earn out to about 10.5, 11 million, he's he's gambling that one extra rings performer <clears throat> will be the will make up that gap of of basically three to five million from split because split is more expensive. So so it's 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 a strong play. I think I might even have a rings heavy call sheet on one of the other uh, contests. But uh, father never bothered. It was a missed opportunity here to to save a little money. Probably could have spent up a little bit more for another split actor. Uh, and this is going to be a weekend where where you know you know three or four points could decide it. It's a very flat box office weekend. It's going to be very spread out as far as the box office goes. No runaway winner, as I mentioned earlier. So <clears throat> so you know two or three points could make the difference. Okay, good call sheet though, Jay Devlin. I would say we're rooting for you because we like history over here in our fledgling uh, game, but I want you to go down. Uh, as uh, Al Davis used to say of the, Oakland, of the Oakland Raiders, the quarterback must go down. He must go down hot. All right, so let's see if I've got the firepower. Oh, and so and so one thing I wanted to to uh, discuss real quick, I, I was hoping to have Jay Devlin to, to bounce this off of this week, uh, but it uh, seems like he's unavailable for this micropod. But I tried something new this week. I'm actually kind of kind of uh, uh, pumped about it. So I decided I was going to start because I've had an annoying habit of my best call sheets ending up in the in the the best boy or some other you know sm uh, smaller money tournament. And uh, I mean, because last week you know my la last week my um, last week my best boy call sheet end up being the call sheet of the week. And the call sheet of the week, just to share this with you guys real quick, is is a new feature we're trying out to, to promote a little more engagement. Uh, we want to promote, and actually maybe I'll make this even like a separate post on our corporate blog. But we we include in the tournament results here at the, at the end, call sheet of the week. And basically we're showing off the call sheet that earns the most points over the week, uh, over the, the previous weekend, after everything's all said and done. And as it turns out, your boy, he was the first call sheet of the week. What can I say? I, I think I edged out Jay Devlin by like 0.49 points or something crazy like that. But anyways, um, so so I, I since I have an annoying habit of making the best boy my best call sheet, I decided I was going to work backwards, going to start in the background talent with my call sheets and, <clears throat> and when I'm constructing them and then work my way up so that by the time I get to the feature presentation, I have figured out what the game plan is that I'm going with for the week. So as you see with this, this uh, back with the background talent call sheet for me, you know, it's, it's a little bit all over the place. It's got some La La Land. It's got, you know, headliner stack of split, headliner stack of rings, headliners. Well, actually one headliner from race, a headliner stack from lion and then La La Land. It's, it's, it's a little, it's a little messy. Now we're going to go to my call sheet in the feature presentation. So I've basically gone up the ranks from $10 to the $20 to the $30 to the $50 to the 125. And this is the call sheet I went with. And this also, I went with a similar type uh, strategy that Jay Devlin did. As you can see, I've got a seven pack of rings. I've got Anya Taylor-Joy, the least expensive, of the headliners from Split, and then I've got Lion. So this seems to be conventional wisdom, but I covered my ass with Race. And the reason why I say that is because, like I said, Race, I mean, might be a, it's that definitely the undervalued play of the week this week. 
Um, if we go by <clears throat> per screen average from last weekend alone, race had 6,000 per screen. So once again, you know, <clears throat> if, if we're expecting a 40% drop from the 1.8 million it earned last weekend, then you're still looking at about 1.1 million, which would be 11 fantasy points on Cinema Draft, which would, which at a headliner status would be Better math, 15.4 points. So this could be the difference right here. This this little one right here. I'm out for you, Jay Devlin. Your reign is over. All right, let's take a look at a few other interesting call sheets real quick. Um, oh, these are my call sheets. Let's go to contests live. Yes, and so everyone's getting for Jay Devlin. But if, and and to his credit, he made himself a target. He's calling everybody out. You know this. You know we've got too much autocracy in our lives. Let's bring down this despot. Okay, uh, let's see who else we can take a look at. Before I take a look at mom's call sheet, let's not. Uh, Gamble 24-7. I mean, he's got, a, he's got a second income off this game. This guy is a perennial uh, money leader. He, he gets it in. He, he does really well with these things. And so his, his strategy this week looks like – so he went with – I think I employed this strategy probably on the best boy where I went heavy on split and then save money everywhere else. So he went with a four-pack of split, including the two headliners. He has – he oh, he did a four-pack of race. Interesting. Okay. All right. That's very interesting. Um, and then also he went with a headliner from rings, Vincent D'Onofrio. And then, yeah, so a f one, two, three, a four-pack of split – uh, headliner from Rings, and then a four-pack from Ray East. Very interesting. Oh, and then Lion. Lion is his uh, – Rooney Mara as the headliner from Lion is his limited release uh, actor. This is very – this. I'm, I'm very intrigued by this call sheet. It's a very strong call sheet. It kind of – it covers its bases with Split. So if you think the Split's going to make, you know, 13, 14, 15 million – and then you've got your headliners, and you've got basically, you know, basically you're, you're expecting about mm, somewhere in the range of 72 points from split, from a four-pack of split, versus if you do a seven-pack of rings like Jay Devlin and I did, we have the potential, the potential for about 80 to 85 points. So this is going to be a very interesting weekend to see how far – uh, split outperforms and then but he makes the difference in points with all this race if race gets you 11 points for a non-headliner i mean you know he could be he could be you know moonwalking into into the the top spot this weekend i am very much looking forward to saturday's posting of of friday estimates well, we will learn a lot from the cinema score this weekend and friday estimates uh also i want to welcome back the return of jaybird and his lovely wife kelly Let's take a quick look at Jaybird's call sheet because he's he's one of the OGs. He was with us before we had a site when we were just a spreadsheet-based game, and he played every week and he won money damn near every week. So it looks like Jaybird also went with a rings-heavy call sheet. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven pack. He also went with Father Never Bothered, which is which I think is so. This is, so actually, this is this looks like almost the exact same call sheet as Jay Devlin. Actually, it pretty much is. Uh, and once again, I think where I might have a slight edge on them is getting race over Father Never, Bother Father Never Bothered. That might be the difference between those call sheets. But then, of course, you know, 
uh, we still have Gamble 24-7's call sheet where he's got the four-pack of split and the four-pack of raise. So this is going to be, oh my God, this is going to be one of the closer weeks in this game's history. I can feel it. I can totally feel it. Can y'all feel it? I can feel it. <laughs> Let's take a look at Kelly, his wife. She actually might be the better player at this, even though he's been playing longer. She is one of our all-time money leaders. Big ups to Kelly. Whoa! <laughs> okay. Bold move. Kelly went with a seven-pack of Reis. She's like, bump what you heard. All the values in platform this week. I'm going to save 25800 in budget and just go super low and then super – this is – I am – Okay, all right. So just just for new listeners, <clears throat> I have as platonically as one man can have for another man's wife. I have a love affair with Kelly and the way her mind works. This is such an out of the box call sheet. It might could work. As they say, it might could. It might could work. Okay, she's got she's got the headliners of race and and five others. So she's basically saying. Okay, if Ray's does 1.1 to say 1.3, let's give her the benefit of the doubt. This is a bold strategy. Let's give her the benefit. Of the doubt. Let's say Ray's does 1.3 million, right? So that's 13 fantasy points for each of her for each of her non-headliners, and then 18.2 for her headliners. So 36.4 between the the between the two headliners plus. That's sound of me hitting a calculator. So she could possibly squeeze 101 points out of Reis. She she can conceivably could squeeze 101 points out of Reis if this thing if this thing performs. And then she still has another you know 40 points each from the headliners of Split. This is so avant garde. It could work. The only the only bone I need I have to pick with her is the comedian. It is Robert De Niro. It is on 848 screens, but uh, and and as it says here, the look at the look at the life of an aging insult comic. There is zero buzz on this sucker. I don't hear anyone talking about it. Look at the look at it. it doesn't even show up on the top ten of the of the projected uh, box office weekend on on Box Office Pro. So I mean, I still think just on the strength of her race bet alone. Kelly could run away with this, or not even run away with this, but she could eke out a victory. But I think the only weak spot in her lineup possibly is the comedian, because then you have Lion, which you know most of us chose because it's it's expanding to fifteen hundred screens or something, and also it's got a little bit of an Oscar buzz. And Lion, I do believe, last week made four thousand per screen, two point three million on five hundred seventy-five screens. So. I mean, you, it, you, you're probably not going to see it decline much at all, if any. If anything, it's probably going to expand its box office a little bit. I would say, I, I might guess it might be, mm, I don't know, maybe $3 million. So with one point per 500,000 in the limited release category, it's basically 3 million times two. So you're looking at at least six points, and most of us did headliners, so then you're looking at 8.4 points versus the comedian. I mean, if it's not even going to get like, you know, three or four million, then, you know, you're only looking at, I mean, if, let's say it gets two million, they're only looking at four points. But still, I'm not even sure if she needs it. Kelly, I love this call sheet. It is, it is so contrarian. And but with a really well thought out process, I'm rooting for you. I, you know, I, I want your call sheet to win more than I do. Just so long as someone 
brings down the beast that is Jay Devlin, I'm all for it. Uh, Nicholas Leeper, welcome uh, from Seed Invest. Thanks for playing our game, trying it out. Let's see what he brought in. Okay, okay. So he's he's all about La La Land. He brought in a six pack of La La Land. Also, uh, headliner stack of hidden figures, decent. Uh, the comedian, I don't know. As I mentioned, I think Lion's gonna be better for it at that release type. And then I'm not your Negro. You know what? Big ups to you. And and and, and I mean, I've got a, a James Baldwin fetch. Oh, it's only on five screens. Okay, that's oh well. That that is what it is. Um, okay, so I've got a bit of a James Baldwin fetish or whatever. Um, I I did my dissertation on him, my freshman English, uh, my freshman comp class at Morehouse. So I, I, I must have read about maybe 10 of his books or whatever. I mean, he's just a brilliant writer, Another Country, Giovanni's Room, all that good stuff. I mean, he's just, he was really ahead of his time. And I'm really excited to see a documentary about him. It's only a play on five screens, which means it's probably only in New York or LA. Sucks. <laughs> but uh, definitely check it out when it comes to your town. It's definitely not in Vegas. I already checked. Um, and if there was a movie I was going to go see this weekend, it would have been that one. So thanks for playing the game, uh, Nicholas. Hope you have a good time. And then the last call sheet, so many interesting ones on this weekend. Cornell Westside, our boy, part of the tripod. Let's take a look at the tripod real quick. Cornell Westside. See what he was working with. Uh, okay, so he has got <laughs> he almost he almost has a Noah's Ark call sheet, and that's what I call those call sheets with with you know that goes two by two. So he's got a he's got a headliner stack of rings, headliner stack of split, headliner stack of Reis, and then he's got uh, a dog's purpose, uh, the comedian, and I am not your Negro. His weak spots are I am a, I am not your Negro and the comedian. And actually, I mean, the other, all those other selections are really solid. I think he's going to lose some points uh, <clears throat> in in a Father Never Bothered, the comedian I'm Not Your Negro for reasons we previously stated. And I just want to share also another one of my favorite call sheets that I saw, just kind of perusing through the other contests. Uh, she's a new player. Now, big shout out to my girl, uh, Steph Lover. Um, Stephanie Wahomey, oh, sorry, Stephanie Laster, she's, she's got married. Uh, she is playing under the name, I believe, Slass? Let's take a look at her call sheet real quick. She's new to the game, so, you know, she'll, she, she might make some mistakes, but, you know, let's take a look at her call sheet. Uh, representing Cleveland, you know, Cleveland's strong over there. Um, and, yeah, it's about what you expect from a new player, you know, kind of going, not enough headliners uh, for our taste, and... Uh, but I do love the I am not your Negro love, but I do want to call attention to to a, a call sheet that has made me smile. I mean, she's this is also this is one of her friends, uh, new to the game. I believe she's going by who was it? Was it was it Courtney LG? I think. Um, and she had I believe I saw in the background talent. That's where it was. Yes. And this one had. Uh, I mean, this this one this one yeah, Courtney. Or Clarissa Russell. There we go. And this is what this was made me smile because because whether she knew or oh no, this actually this is I believe it was Courtney LG. That's who it was. Although Clarissa, welcome, also part of the Cleveland crew. This one made me smile because I, I saw all this. I'm not your Negro. No, it was Clarissa. My bad. I'm going back to Clarissa because when I saw two, when I basically saw this just this love letter to <laughs> to I'm not your Negro. I mean, when else will you get the chance to to add to your call sheet, James Baldwin and Malcolm X. I mean, I just love that. I love that. And you click on their their actor detail, 
and or actually that's a movie detail. When you click on their their actor detail and you get to see, you know, the infamous Malcolm X uh, photo of him, you know, thinking with his hand on his head and stuff. I mean, you know, what other game lets you roster Malcolm X? I mean, seriously, you can't get, you find, won't find that on DraftKings, y'all. You can't roster Malcolm X on DraftKings. So big shouts to Clarissa and the Cleveland crew. Uh, and I guess I'll pretty much wrap it up for this week. Very once again, check for that cinema score. With, you know, coming out of Friday results, check for the weekend uh, estimates, which will be notified on your in your email mailbox this weekend, uh, Saturday afternoon. Um, have a great weekend, everybody. I am rooting for the Falcons. Damn it. Hashtag rise up. And everyone have a great weekend. And, you know, before the Super Bowl, go see a movie or something.